everybody. Welcome back to the McGregor Movie Talk Podcast. I am your host, Ian McGregor, and I am joined, as always, by my beautiful wife, Nicole McGregor. Nicole, how are you tonight? I'm doing great, Ian. How's it going with you today? It's going great for me. We're, we're recording this a little late at night, but we're going to get through it just fine. Uh, we actually just just finished watching the movie Batman and Robin from 1997, the one with George Clooney and Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's my favorite. I don't oh even care god. what you say. Oh but my god. Clooney is my favorite. I love his voice. I love the whole thing. Okay, it's from 97. You that's 23 years ago. You have to understand that that was pretty good for that generation. The fact that you say George Clooney is your favorite Batman, it pains me to my soul. Oh come on. You can't tell me that you don't get a little nostalgic feeling inside when you watch that movie. We're going to have different opinions on this one. I can see this already. Um, so if we <laughs> want to get into a little bit of a, what the movie's about. So Batman and Robin, ladies and gentlemen, along with crime-fighting partner Robin and new recruit Batgirl, Batman battles the dual threat of Frosty, Genius, Mr. Freeze, and Homicidal Horticulturist, Poison Ivy. That is a mouthful. That is a mouthful. And the very first thing I want to say is the movie opens up with a shot of Batman and Robin in their suits. Why on earth do they have nipples on their suits? <laughs> they want to be atomically correct. What reasoning does nipples on a bat suit have a, towards any kind of protection or anything? That is like a design decision. While the sign of the bat suit, they're like, you know what? We need some nipples to really get the, the suit looking good. Well, you know, it is what it is, Ian. That is the way that they wanted to portray their Batman and Robin suits, okay? From this iconic movie. Okay, so if you're if you're defending bat nipples, we're gonna go into a we're gonna have a pretty <laughs> heated discussion. <laughs> bat nipples, I love it. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, so we start off, like I said, with them showing their bat nipples, and then they start driving off. Then the video of Commissioner Gordon plays, saying that Mister Freeze is in, in the museum. Where were they going before the video call? I have no idea. I felt like it was really in the middle of the movie. I feel like I missed something. Like there was no introduction to these characters or to like what was happening before that. Uh, I was kind of just like jump right into it. So that was kind of like a weird plot twist for me because I thought I missed something. I do take naps during movies at times, but this one I thought I was awake. So I'm just a little confused where they just like jumped right into the scene yeah they jumped right into it there was no lead up there was no um how mr freeze became mr freeze it would just jump right into an action sequence yeah i kind of did feel that too like i do like this movie i do like george clooney but i did find that we were jumping right on into uh scenes with freeze and it would be kind of nice to have that introduction beforehand it was a little bit shuffled for me Robin's entrance at the beginning when we first see Freeze is so unreal. And I mean, unreal, oh. not in a good way. 
it was he comes in like flying and swirling around poles but it just looks like there was a huge disconnect there like that was completely unrealistic found that with the fight scenes with the effects of them flying around you may not be able to see the strings but you could very clearly tell that they are their strings attached to them as they're flying around like you may not be able yeah. to see the physical string but you're you can say like there's no way someone just jumped and then soared across the room perfectly like that. They had to be attached to a string. I, I agree. Like we could have had some pretty good professional stunt people to do these things and as opposed to kind of what the scenario looked like. Well, but... they had no budget for uh, for professional stunt people because they spent it all on hockey players. Yes, apparently. that was very confusing. I was going to say, I wrote on my paper here, hockey team from hell, question mark. What has a hockey team have to do with the fact that they're in a museum? Did they use it because there was ice everywhere and that's why there was a hockey team? Yeah, because that those were the people who were helping Freeze defend whatever was going on. So I guess they correlated uh, Mr. Freeze with hockey because they were on ice i don't know all i know is there was a giant diamond being used as a puck um yeah it was like a diamond the size of my head yeah they used it as a puck and robin was like deking through like poles and stuff and like it was like a little obstacle course like why were they hockey players to begin with did mr freeze back at the base go you know what guys we're gonna go steal a diamond but in case um robin and batman show up we better bring our skates and hockey sticks just in case something bad happens yeah did i'm just curious did they put their skates on before they knew that this whole fight scene was going to happen or did freeze create an ice path for them to skate lovingly into the museum exactly did he create the ice path with the intention of them using the skates or did he accidentally create the ice path and like oh lucky we brought our skates yeah i'm not quite sure and they had some pretty wicked looking sticks though i must say um they look kind of like they were metal um not real hockey canadian a kind of skates uh and sticks but don't worry even though the Mr. Freeze thugs, they had skates. Batman and Robin were prepared because in their bat suit, on their boot, they clicked it and skates came out of the bottom. They were prepared for this. They knew who Mr. Freeze was and they put skates on the bottom of those boots. They were prepared. Maybe they're from actually like the far up north where snow and ice are a thing. Gotham is really in Nunavut. Maybe. That's a possibility. During the hockey sequence, I literally wrote, what the fuck is going on? That's all I wrote. (laughs) I wrote because it almost it seriously though it was because it felt like it was the middle of the movie it, it was did. like who is Mr. Freeze and what happened to him and why does he have skating thugs that are hockey players and why do they have sticks and using puck that is a diamond I don't know it was, it was very confusing so confusing and and then Mr. Freeze decides I'm gonna get in my tank and somehow the tank started to point up and he was in a rocket ship yes I do feel that, that yes active rocket in museum or did freeze bring it is what I wrote I was very confused but it also before that there was a dinosaur that he froze and its head fell off the sound of it falling off sounded like the dinosaur was alive and basically being like like the ice animated the dinosaur yeah and then when the statue fell over there were sparks where did the sparks come from was it a robot dinosaur i was waiting to see like dinosaur bone like isn't that how they do museums i didn't think it was just some like frozen thing i didn't it looked like paper mache 
it did look like paper mache. I don't think museums have that kind of stuff. I think they do have bones and stuff. Unless maybe the Gotham Museum has paper mache. Maybe Wayne Enterprises should invest in the museums. With the rocket, him going up into 30,000 whatever kilometers, miles in, uh, above the Earth. Robin was hanging on the edge the entire time. Breathe up there, you know. So he superpowers. He, he has superpowers. Batman nice. was, was going to freeze inside the rocket. But Robin outside the rocket, he's fine. Don't worry about him. So yeah. Mr. Freeze exits through a hatch. The hatch blows off the door. Robin and Batman, once they're in the rocket, they leave through other hatches. How many hatches does this rocket have? Why is there so many hatches? I know. That a great design just in case for emergency exits. Well, they did sur- use the board. At, like the door as a board to surf to catch Mr. Freeze. That's what he was using as a surf. Okay, I saw him surfing yeah. and I'm like, did they bring the surfboard on there with them? Is it part it of his It came out of their skate. I thought it was part of his boots. I was so confused. I was like, where did this board come from? I thought it was a legit surfboard he had. No, it was, it was actually the door? a door. Yeah, it was the oh, door. Why did the door stay attached to his feet? I don't know. Maybe they have magnets on there too. Oh my God. Okay. When did their skate go back inside their boot? I, we must have missed that clicking when they put the skate back in and then they turned the magnet on for the door. Nicole, we're 20 minutes into the movie. Yeah. It was so much happened so quickly. Like I really felt like each one of these characters could have been a movie on its own. Yes. Like, I completely agree. And yeah, I just- there was a lot going on there. So, folks, if you have not seen Batman and Robin, the very first 20 minutes, you see Freeze. But not only do you see Freeze, but you also get an introduction to Bane and to Poison Ivy. So, the the creation of Bane and the creation of Ivy were fairly intense. I enjoyed those scenes. I think Uma Thurman was the best part of this entire movie. She can act very well. She... Like, they did have some really well-known people in this movie. So... You know, it it does make sense that they wouldn't have a budget for, you know, stunt people. Um, But yeah, this introduction to them was pretty, pretty crazy. Like, I thought we were maybe an hour or more into the movie and it was only 20 minutes. Yeah, this movie had a lot packed into the first couple, first half of the movie, I'd say. Yeah, Uma Thurman, I think she was the best part. She was the only good part, in my opinion, of the entire movie. Bane, why was he wearing this giant metal diaper? I don't get it. Skinny guy who got brought in at the beginning in the first 20 minutes, he was wearing this giant metal diaper. It's like they knew he'd grow and fit perfectly into this metal diaper. (laughs) Why did they have it on him to begin with? I don't know. He was a prisoner. But why did a prisoner that his dick had to be put in prison as well? language mr mcgregor my goodness our podcast is gonna be uh 18 plus tonight (laughs) (laughs) yes well this movie should have been 18 plus if it wasn't because well well, with all the nipples in it it should be 18 plus okay let's be realistic it had nothing to do with the nipples at the beginning it was all about the sexiness of poison ivy everything she said was so sexualized oh we'll get into some of the things that she says, because I'm pretty confident I wrote them down to make oh, note I, of. I am yeah. glad you did. I am ready for that. Because also, but they went back to uh, talking about uh, Mr. Freeze again. They seen him jump back and forth between Poison Ivy Bane and then Mr. Freeze. And they mentioned McGregor syndrome. So wow. 
Wow, shout outs right? to us. We have a shout out. I've never heard of McGregor syndrome. Have you? I have not. And there Do didn't you... seem to be really any symptoms showing on the TV. It just made him look made him look very sad. Yeah, and, and, and you know, and, and like depressed. I, like I'm not sure what McGregor syndrome is. Well, because you see, Freeze's wife has McGregor syndrome, and she's just in floating in some water with a snowflake necklace on. It didn't really specify what McGregor syndrome was. You later on find, obviously, that Alfred has McGregor syndrome, yes. uh, stage one, and you don't really see anything about him. He just looks really, almost like he is sad, like you said. He looks a little depressed. So, so, so he looks very sad and depressed, and I actually, I have actually Googled what McGregor syndrome is. Oh, McGregor syndrome is a genetic defect that creates fluid buildup in the lungs, which leads to oxygen deprivation and multi-system organ failure. It is known to affect former drug addicts. Oh, that's sad. So Nora Freeze and Alfred are former drug addicts who have this genetic defect. Does that mean Barbara also has a genetic defect? Yes. But yes, that's that's what McGregor syndrome is about, apparently. Um, one thing to note about Dr. Freeze mm-hmm. is that apparently he needs diamonds to fuel his suit and to keep him basically alive. That's a very expensive way to do this, to f- make the suit run. Why not ice or water? Yeah, he has lots of ice. He makes ice. Like maybe some water because water creates ice? Yeah, something. There's yeah, like a jet pack of, of cold water. I don't know. Why would, he, why would he need diamonds? That doesn't make any sense. Diamonds were a thing. They're a girl's best friend. So, yeah, that's true. Maybe that's why. Yeah, that's and true. speaking of girls' best friends, did you see when Mister or Doctor Freeze has his female friend with him? She was she wearing, wearing nothing. This, she was wearing the skimpiest outfit I have ever seen. Frostbite much? So I wrote this down because the henchmen that he has were shivering and like their teeth teeth were chattering and they were wearing these big parkas and they were freezing she's walking around with barely any clothes on literally like a sexy outfit for nighttime perfectly fine no issues she was odd yeah it was very odd i didn't get that at all and then introduction to uncle alfred's niece yes that see I, I've watched a lot of Batman movies and played a lot of Batman video games. Barbara is Barbara Gordon, Commissioner Gordon's daughter. I don't know why they decided to go with Alfred's niece from yeah. England, who had no English accent. No, it's because she's going to school in England. Yeah, she she comes in and immediately steals a motorcycle. Yes, but she said that the motorcycles are dangerous and that she basically wouldn't wouldn't dare touch one and then goes off and steals one after but you also see before you get to that scene um there's a picture of um it says love peg which is actually alfred's sister margaret and he says that he her nickname is peg why the heck is her nickname peg if her name is margaret why not marg yeah, it was very, very strange. I wasn't sure about that. Like, any listeners, put like, hit us up on social media. Let us know. Is Peg a nickname for Margaret? Is that a thing? Could it be? I have no idea. Have we been misinformed this whole time? But then, and then it goes on, of course, to Barbara sneaking out and stealing the motorcycle. Yes. Um, 
and then it cut the scene there's a lot of cut scenes i find they do one scene and immediately cut to someone else and then they go back like there's a lot of scenes happening all at once and they just cut back and forth quickly uh they go back to bane with ivy in the car driving somewhere so to the to the telescope area where bruce wayne is giving the speech whatever yes they were driving in the car bane's driving ivy's in the back seat and the radio goes bruce wayne will be at the telescope center giving this blah 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 blah. where were they driving beforehand why are there two scenes in they this were going to get a pizza where they're generically just driving and then get their information why isn't there a scene of them hanging out at the headquarters, hearing the radio and be like, okay, let's go. We know where he is. Why are they already driving? Well, it was later on in the evening. Maybe they were hungry and Maybe. wanted some takeout. I just, it, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't get it. Or going on with their other criminal behavior. Yeah, yeah, very well could be. There's a lot of ice puns in this movie. Did you notice that? I did notice I, that. All I wrote down is why more ice puns? So there must have been a lot of ice puns before this point. But everything Mr. Freeze said had something to do with ice or, oh, this, uh, your, your plants look really cool or that's not very ice of you. Like there was a lot of ice and cold snow puns throughout this movie from him. It found that very weird. And Batman has a credit card. Yes, he pulls out that credit card because he really, really wants to spend his money on Miss Ivy. Yeah, okay. I'm glad we, you brought that up. Were they buying women? No, no. Well, yes. So they were buying necklaces and jewelry and such to, I guess, raise money. But she came along and was like, in her sexy ways, is like, I'll put this necklace on. You get to purchase this necklace, but you also get to purchase me. So I definitely, I, that part's very weird. But they, like all the little scene beforehand, the, the gentlemen in the audience were like, I'll take this girl, I'll take the orchid, I'll take this. And they were talking about the girls in the back because they had no diamonds on them. That's weird. Like this podcast does not condone trafficking of human beings. No, not at all. And it just, I found it a very, very odd decision to have this. Do you notice that every time Mr. Freeze starts fighting Batman and Robin, he loses his gun almost immediately? It just like flies off to somewhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. why bring the gun if you're going to lose it immediately? That's just or at least have something to attach it to. You're ma- you can make ice. Like, put it attached to your hand. You know, you, you, that may not even be beneficial because when I was younger, my mom used to put like strings on my gloves and ring them through <laughs> my coat and I still lost my gloves. <laughs> it didn't help. <laughs> so maybe Mr. and Mrs. McGregor, you know, needed a new tactic for that. Every year in an elementary school, I'd go through like two or three pairs of gloves. Um, I wrote on here before you get into further, because uh, I wrote after the credit card situation. I'm just so sad. Robin's acting with a frowny face. Okay, so Robin is acting on par with George Clooney. (gasps) And yet you you say George Clooney was fantastic (gasps) and Robin was terrible. But they're on par with their acting in this movie. Please, some listener out there, help me out here. Robin and Clooney do not compare. So back to the movie. Barbara shows back up driving this motorcycle 
and it's been like a whole day. Has she been gone all day? She took it out for a little spin, she says. A little, I wrote a little spin with a question mark because she leaves at night. There's a whole day sequence of things that happen. And then the next night and she's returning. Where was she all day? I don't know. She was out taking it on a little spin. Oh boy, that that's a, that is a little spin. Twenty four hours of a spin. <laughs> the second night, she's comes back, and of course, Robin is kind of curious of why where she's been going. So he decides to follow her when she takes the motorcycle out again, and that's where we get to a part of the movie that I genuinely don't understand why any of it was part of the movie. We get to a motorcycle race. Yes. Why was there a motorcycle race, kind of Mad Max style, through a warehouse or something like that? What's going on? It was a very strange scene. I'm not really sure the significance of it, to be honest with you. How did she know that there was racing in Gotham when she just returned from the UK? Like, did she get notifications on on social media? exactly how would she like in 1997 there's not even like text messaging or cell phones how would she have possibly known that there was racing going on at that warehouse with the cast of clockwork orange which (laughs) was very prominent prominent in the audience why would they how would she know that there was a motorcycle race going on very strange very very strange and before that scene freeze gets caught and put into the asylum oh yes he does i forgot so that was actually when they're in the diamonds where all the diamonds he gets caught there yeah so he he got he got busted and basically two guards wheel him in in what looks like a freezer with a window yeah but he has no handcuffs and at this time how why are they going to the asylum and not going to prison no handcuffs they just basically like okay walk out and then of course they get like clocked in the head like i think there'd be a little bit more security going on knowing that he is like froze and murdered people like i think that's just a little strange it's definitely very odd and very weird decision making behind this whole scene one of the guards is jesse ventura uh the wwe wrestler oh cool so, and the other one had an eye patch. Did you notice that? I did. I was like, I didn't know there was pirates in this movie. Why did they have Jesse Ventura and a pirate? Why were they the guards of Arkham Asylum? I'm not sure. That was very strange. Makes no sense whatsoever. And don't worry, though. When they come to bust out Mr. Freeze out of the prison, Bane... Uh, Ivy and Bane, yeah. Ivy and Bane, yes. Bane very easily breaks into that evidence room. With yes. great ease. He just they, punches the wall, through the wall and then just takes the Mr. Free suit. And did you notice that the Riddler and Two-Face, both of their suits were in the evidence I, room as well? I Which did means, notice that. Are they in Arkham Asylum as well? I would say it says they're evidence stuff, so I would say that they are. I think and so, Ms. too. And Uma Thurman just rocking that ivy, totally gets into Freeze's cell so easily very easily using her charm yes and then i didn't quite understand why the guards couldn't get into freeze's room like does it lock on the inside 
Well, that's what I thought too. I'm like, why can't they just bust it down or something? And then I remembered that Bane couldn't even bust out and that they had like a, like a titanium armor around the cell or something like that. Why did they have so much protection for Mr. Freeze and absolutely none for the evidence room? Yeah, I don't know. You would think that there'd be, and he broke in from the outside. He was still in through the door. He broke the wall. So what? So if the evidence room is on the ground floor, I would assume, because he broke in through the wall. He was on the ground floor, and then Mister Freeze's cell is like at the top, top, top of a tower. How did Bane wheel a cart with the suit? Did he go through the entire asylum looking for where Mr. Freeze was to find him? Or did he... He was basically somehow... just running over everyone. Like, I was like, how did he get from A to B? Like, he doesn't seem very smart. How would he know where that was? And it's not like they have, like, radios or cell phones to be like, hey, he's in 3B. Yeah, like, how like did... I don't understand. How yeah, did he that get was... there so quickly? That was something. I also really liked how... Freeze froze all the pipes once he got his suit on. Made another and, pun. And then it, I wrote, frozen pipes equal wall slash bricks breaking. That I thought so too. I, I get the freezing pipes and maybe you can do something, but to explode a wall, I don't, does freezing pipes make the wall explode? That's a good point, Nicole. I don't understand that. I don't think so. I when you get a frozen so. pipe in your house, that doesn't break your wall. Like, I, I know it damages pipes, and the, their plumber is going to be very upset. But I don't think it blows up walls. don't think so. Blows up walls that have, like, the titanium armor around it, let alone. If there's any plumbers out there, do frozen pipes equal broken wall? Yeah, can you blow up a wall? I don't understand. <laughs> and then, so they, they blow up this wall. And they're at the very top of a tower. They just jump out. Yeah. That would kill them instantly, hitting from that height, the water. Oh, of course. But it's fictitious, Ian. Okay, but like at least show something like, oh, like Mr. Freeze froze and they slid somewhere. Or, oh, Bane's a really good jumper and he jumped to land or something. But they literally just fell. Yes, but a lot of this movie... I'm not knocking it because I love it, but there's a little bit of holes. Like there's some some a missing little pieces. bit of holes. Yes, like in one of the scenes after the frozen pipe incident, they've escaped their area that they're in. All I write down is, I guess there was a bunch of cops and a bunch of people, um, you know, out there. Uh, it says my lungs are freezing, but yet they keep breathing in whatever air Mr. F or Dr. Freeze has put out there. And they just keep like, they went down really fast, but yet they're... They went down like, so fast. Yeah, but then that they're heavy room? breathing and like, <sighs> and they're just surviving. That then, room got frozen so fast. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. And then, and then Gordon goes and, and manages to crawl and Stand up and fix the the lever. Why was there a giant again? lever that said heat and freeze? Who? Why would there be a lever for that? Why? 
And he was able to do that after he went down so quick. My lungs are freezing. Damn. But and then he managed to get back up. It, that makes absolutely no sense. I completely agree. I don't understand how that is possible. That like, they I thought if you were down, you were down. And they go down, but don't worry, he's back up. Did you <laughs> find that they, the way they portrayed Commissioner Gordon in this movie was terrible? Look, they didn't really introduce him in a, even in an appropriate light, to be honest with you. I wouldn't have known who he was. Like, Commissioner Gordon is supposed to be this heroic, badass commissioner who fought through the ranks and, like, is a grizzled veteran. This Commissioner Gordon seems like a loser. I'm just going to say it. What do you mean? He rose up from the freezing lungs to turn that big, gigantuous lever to heat. That's the only he thing he did them. in the whole movie. He gave <laughs> his keys to Ivy with no fight. He just gave the keys to her. He's like, here's the keys. Go That's ahead. That's how women work. We can manage to do what we need to do to get what we need to get. Well, uh, I try and it's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was a lot of talk of Batman and Robin splitting up. Yeah, because it's Robin is in the shadows of Batman. So I agree, by the way. You all, of course, you agree with Mr. He's in Clooney. the shadows of Clooney. So, Dick Grayson, he becomes Nightwing in the Batman universe. So he does actually split up from Batman. Okay. If this so with this movie there was plans for sequels. There was a Nightwing sequel in the works that had him going off and becoming Nightwing. Okay. So he did some splitting up then. So, yeah, so I think that was a little tease of like oh there the cracks are forming. Mhm. That's fair. Yeah. Um I have again in my notes I wrote this multiple times apparently that Commissioner Gordon is portrayed as a loser. I have that multiple times. He was. He didn't do anything exciting. Nothing. And then we go back to Wayne Manor and we see Alfred yeah. very quickly dying in bed. Yeah. It was very, it jumped very quick. Very quick. Then we, you find out why Bat... Oh, I almost said a spoiler. Oh. We find out uh, where Barbara and why Barbara's been doing all this racing. is. Wasn't she trying to get money to... To help Alfred? Yes, she was getting money to raise, to find a cure for, for get McGregor. this, McGregor syndrome. He yeah. has the same thing that we talked about earlier that Nora Freeze has. Mm-hmm. But he has stage one, which is very like, very lucky because earlier when they showed the screen, it was only stage one that Mr. Freeze had cured. He could. But there was a very touching moment, speaking of Alfred. I felt like that character was portrayed very well. Um, and the, the touching moment between George Clooney and Alfred, it was just so beautiful. Like, it just was such a bond. Like, they've grown up together. It's a father figure for Batman. I just thought it was lovely. It, it was portrayed it, so well. I'll admit, it, it was touching, and, I, and it did get me a little bit. It was a very moving moment. I'll give him that. Even though the rest of the acting in the movie was atrocious. Don't that, listen to him. That moment was. And then we get the computer hacker herself. And she finds a disc mm-hmm. and tries a thousand passwords. His password was PEG. Three letters. <laughs> Three letters. That could, it held the most important information about Batman. 
it was three letters and was written on a picture beside the computer. When passwords are supposed to be reset, they give you quite a bit of instruction of like, they should even show you the strength of password in this day and age. And I can tell you that PEG is probably not meeting the criteria. Oh, it has to be eight characters. It has to have a capital, a number, some sort of symbol. Yeah, that's definitely PEG. not PEG. So that's, that's the worst password I've ever heard. And it, yeah, it wasn't like a password was sitting there. for Hotmail. It wasn't a password for Yahoo. It was the password for everything Batman secrets. information. Yeah, secrets. And, and I, the clue was sitting on the desk. It was. It was right beside the computer. The word yeah. peg was right beside his. Why did it take her so long to guess peg? It would have been my know. third option, I would have put it. <laughs> Maybe. Anyways, <laughs> um, that leads to Barbara becoming Batgirl. <laughs> Okay, I have. <laughs> I know I have, what you're gonna say. I have a section about her suit. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say. It. <laughs> I knew it. It's written down. So they, she puts the suit on. She sees the arms. Yeah, cool. That's what Batman had early in the movie. I get it. She's getting ready. The boots go on. Then on my <laughs> TV screen was just her ass. <laughs> it was. That's it. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Why is her ass on the screen? But don't worry. Lovely. The very next scene was just her boobs on the screen. <laughs> I'm like, what? what is happening? Why are they sexualized her so much? It was so instant. It was like, here's an ass on the screen by itself. And then here's the boobs on the screen by itself. I was like, what is happening with this movie? Yeah, talked about the sexualized nature of some of the movie. I have written here a quote from Ivy, and it just says, slippery when wet. Oh, my God. So that was one of the many things that she said that I was like, oh, okay. But Batgirl says, not so much in a quote, but basically says she is more than just looks when she's fighting with Ivy. That was one of the worst, most cheesiest scenes I have ever witnessed. It was terrible. It was absolutely terrible. It was very scripted and not smooth at all. It almost felt like I was reading a comic book. Like, pow. And then Batman goes, that's not very PC. Um, You should be Batperson or Batwoman. Why? What's the difference between Batwoman and Batgirl? There's no difference. How is that PC? Is the word girl not PC, but woman is? Yeah, yet his He's name is Batman. Batman. He's Batman. <laughs> I my favorite quote of the whole movie is because I didn't think that in any Batman situation, in movie, video game, whatever, that Batman actually killed his people. They always like pow, and then they just go unconscious for some yeah. reason. And they're talking about Ivy. Kill her later. We have work to do. Pardon. Kill they have her to rush off to go and do stuff with Freeze, so whatever. But kill her later, we have work to do. But they never killed her. They put her in the asylum. But still, that was a weird sentence. I just felt that didn't really match. So I think it was a very poor joke because Robin says, oh, I guess you know, to Batgirl, oh, I guess you know our secret. And then Batman says, oh, we'll kill her later. Let's go. I think somehow he heard Robin say that 
as they were putting Ivy in that Venus flytrap. Oh, that was just a, an odd situation. That's what I think, because that's the only make, way that makes sense, because Batman is very, very adamant that he does not kill. Like, yeah, that's, very I thought big, it was strange. I don't um, even know why right now that you're even making an excuse or trying to rationalize what that sentence even I'm meant. trying. I was trying. It was terrible. Don't even terrible. go there. The movie's terrible to begin with, and I'm trying to defend it now. How okay. will we, we reverse roll somehow? Okay. Tone it down there, buddy. It was a terrible joke. It was terrible. Well, now they have the big fight, the big battle. Mr. Freeze and Bane versus Batman, Robin, and Batgirl at the telescope. That yes. fight was terrible. Everything. They freeze two scientists, then thaw them out with these little clips that Batman had. That was nice. Portable heater. Portable heaters. He had two of them, which is very lucky because there's two people. And then they started swinging them on the telescope. And the Batgirl and Robin had to thaw something on the end of the telescope. It didn't make any sense what was going on. Yeah, it was a little a little confusing. Uh, this is after the whole city's basically being frozen. But don't worry, they have a time limit of 11 minutes. Yes. Why 11 minutes? I'm very curious. Well, they mentioned that throughout the movie. And Many I times, thought yeah. it was, uh, for the longest time, I thought it meant in 10 to 11 minutes, they will thaw out. No, like that's they what... either stay frozen, they stay frozen for a let after 11 minutes, they're stuck that way. But you have up to 11 minutes to thaw them out before they're eternally oh. frozen. Okay, but why 11 minutes? Why not I... 10? Why not 15? Make I it don't... an even interval. I don't know. They were very focused on the midnight aspect. Like, they were very focused on, like, midnight's coming because they, they kept showing the clock. It was 11.54, and then it was 11.55, and then 11.56. They were very focused on midnight. I guess it's just that was 11 minutes for them. That's a very light, late night for them. That is. They should be in bed. Yeah, it's past um, bedtime. I don't understand the whole fight scene. And then they got, they got rid of Bane very easily. Just unplug his... Just unplug him. His toxic poison sludge mixture that went into his brain just just unplug them and then they're good and he goes back to a small man wearing the giant diaper again yeah you see a small garden shear to clip the back and you're good to go good to go Um, i did write on here because as they were thawing out the city because they ended up figuring it out and you know people were wet and dripping and stuff did that not cause a like floods that would cause floods. That's a very good point. There'd be a lot of water and ice. Yeah, like enough everywhere. Enough ice to cover an entire city of like cars, buildings, animals, people, everything. Like can you like even winters in Canada when things go melty when it when it's starting to go springtime and we get floods. Like that would be massive amounts of water. That would have massive flooded the freaking water. city entirely. Absolutely. I definitely, that'd be a lot of, unless the sun beam that they got from the, the space stations, the different orbiting space stations that sent the sun beam, unless Mm -hmm. the sun was so powerful, it evaporated the water instantly. But if the sun was that hot to melt the ice. It'd be scalding people. Yeah, I wanted to be scalding people and burning people. Instead, they well, were they like, were oh, dark. I'm, I'm, I'm thawed out. I'm good to go. And they went on their business. The dog just stopped. The dog stopped peeing and just walked away. And why were they doing all this funny business before 12 in the 
in the morning. Yes, like, there was an right. awful lot of people out and about at that time. And they were like reading the paper and they were just hanging out, having a grand up at midnight. And in Gotham and the rest of the movie, like anytime they portray Gotham, it is the absolute crapshoot. Like it's grungy. There's the people there are just like so scary. And, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that area. And then you have random people there all times of the night. That's weird. It makes no sense. Things that happen at the beginning of the movie don't make sense at the end of the movie. Nothing's logical throughout the movie. It doesn't mm-hmm. make any sense. But at least at the end of the movie, Batman wins. Batman has defeated Mr. Freeze. You know why? Because this Batman rocks. Oh my god. Okay. We're just going to skip over that absurd statement there. Um, <laughs> what did George Clooney ever do to you? Nothing. I love George Clooney. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think this movie was terrible. Okay, so, but that's not George Clooney's fault. That's fair. He had to do what he had to do with the with the material given to him. He got the lines that he got. Like that's not. He did. I like his voice in it. I don't think he should have to disguise his voice. That is why he's my favorite Batman. I don't think that he should have to be a disguise. You don't see Superman looking any different. Takes off his damn glasses. Like, please. Like, there's no reason for him to be like, I'm Batman. And that's not his voice. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> yes, everyone. That was my Batman impersonation. It is the best. I know. <laughs> I'm just saying. But... I liked him in this. I didn't think that he had to like, you know, the mask did a fairly good job of disguising him. So whatever. You I, rock think I think your Batman just became my favorite Batman <laughs> the whole series. I'm that, Batman. That's it's fantastic. Man. I'm in the next Batman movie. You're the next, you're the next Batman. Move over Robert, Robert Pattinson. Nicole McGregor's coming in to be Batman. I'm Batman. Oh my God, where did Nicole go? I, I'm here with Batman now. <laughs> Batman, have you seen Nicole? Where did she go? <laughs> oh, stop. Stop, you're making me blush. <laughs> so they defeat Mr. Freeze and he's lying there. And they, luckily that they recorded Poison Ivy saying that she was the one that unplugged Nora Freeze. I'm glad that there was a recording of that. That's nice to have. Mr. Freeze oh, is obviously geez. devastated by this information. And Batman says, you know what? You can make it up to me. Give me the stage one McGregor cure. And Mr. Freeze goes, okay, I'm going to go back to my lab and I'm going to make this cure for you. Oh, wait, no, he doesn't. He pulls up his arm, pushes a button, and two vials of the cure magically appear in his arm. Did he have the cure on him the entire time? Yeah, but it's obvious that Nora Freeze doesn't have stage one. She has stage four. So... She, he must keep that around. That's something valuable. If someone breaks into his place. But why would he care? He's getting into fights and things are happening. What if Batman had, and it, trying to get the gun away, took a, a, bashed his arm by accident or something? Or I just realized too that that suit was in evidence. He wasn't wearing it the whole time. Whoa. Oh my God. His cure was in evidence. His cure, he could have lost his cure forever. Why was that in his suit? That makes no sense. It makes sense for the movie plot. Carry on, sir. He was caught again. So if Batman didn't go down and ask him for McGregor's syndrome, the cure, he was going back to Arkham Asylum. He would have lost his suit again, and it would have been back in evidence. Yeah. 
that makes no sense. <laughs> oh my god, this makes no sense. But all of a sudden, Freeze just turns into a good guy. Yeah, he just—he's just—I hit a change of heart. His heart—he became the Grinch, and his heart grew three sizes that day because he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna cure your your butler, and <laughs> we're gonna be good to go." And I'm sorry for doing all this stuff. And Batman's like, "Don't worry, I know that you're sorry, so I'm gonna put your wife in the cell with you." I I don't understand how that so quickly just turned, and that Mister Freeze is also not a good guy. No, he, he was. Oh, he was putting Nora with him, or was he yeah. putting? He was putting Nora with him. He said, he goes, I'll give you, I'll bring your wife to your cell so you can continue your research. Oh, oh my. Well, I'm generous. And I'm so glad that Batman really has the power to do these things. I know, right? nice humanitarian. Nice humanitarian. Batman has all his power. Don't worry. He tried freezing the entire city and killing everybody. It doesn't matter. He's going to let him continue his research and have his wife in the cell with him. That's great. But that's not the only roommate Mr. Freeze will have. (laughs) His suit started glowing. Did you see that? It was, and his teeth were glowing. That was weird. Yes, very weird. He, he has a, a power suit, right? He has a new roommate in a Poison Ivy, who looks very scary. Her red hair is gone. She's looking a little haggard. She looks haggard, and she was pulling apart a flower, and she did not seem very excited to see Mister Freeze whatsoever. But who does she love? She was saying, "I love him." He loves me, he loves me not. Who's she damn well talking about? Is she talking about Freeze? I thought she was talking because she seemed excited at first to see him. And then he was all like, oh, I know what you did. And then she, her face went to, oh, no, I'm in trouble. Because remember, she yeah, killed, true. she thought she killed Nora Freeze because she was like, I'm the only one that gets his attention. Yeah, she loved him, but that was very quick love. That was very quick. It made no sense. There was no reason for love. He was very much in love with his wife still. Doesn't make sense. He was very Smurf like too. So very Smurf like. It doesn't make sense. But we're back to Wayne Manor. The bad guys are in prison. They've given Alfred the cure that was in Mr. Freeze's suit. They're all down. They have pizza boxes surrounding them, and they're all down in the library. Waiting. Waiting. And what happens when they're waiting? Alfred comes down the steps and goes, Hello, Mr. Wayne. And they're like, Alfred, Alfred. And one by one, they say, like, oh, my God, it's him. Instead of all three of them being at the same time, oh, it's like first Bruce sees him, then Barbara sees him. And then both of them have seen him. And Robin's still staring off, just staring at them with their back to the door. And then he's like, oh, maybe I'll turn around now because they're both standing up and walking. And then he sees Alfred. It was a lovely moment. Family reunion. And then they find out that Barbara is not leaving and going back to school. She's going to stay, and they're all a team. They're a team. And they, the weirdest hand high-five thing I've ever seen, it was a handshake. Like, you know when, like, they go, we're a team. Everyone put your hands in. And they kind of just put it, like, on top of each other, stacking, like everyone's doing paper and rock, paper, scissors. Yes. Well, that wasn't how it was. No. Barbara and... And Dick were shaking hands. Like, <laughs> a regular handshake. Like, yeah, we're a team. And no one looked at Bruce. And he just put his hand over top of them and was like, yeah, we're a team. That's, that's not how you do it. That's not that everyone put their hands in for a team. That's two people having a handshake and a third wheel jumping in. They were all a team. You can't just exclude him. He's the head of the team. Hello? 
well, it was a very weird moment for me, I found. And that was the end of Batman and Robin. It was a good movie. Oh my Tell God. Tell me what you think, everyone. We need to know. Are you on my side where it's like nostalgic? Did you grow up in the 90s and you're like, this is a great movie? Or are you like Ian, who's just like, ugh. His opinion is just, ugh. Doesn't like Clooney. Doesn't like this movie. Uh, yes, please let us know that I'm right and let Nicole know that she is the one in a million who love this movie. Hmm. So we have some facts about this movie. This is the only George Clooney movie. This you is didn't the only need it anymore because it was a top-notch movie to begin with. So uh, Val Kilmer had previously done Batman Forever earlier in the 90s and was scheduled to do this movie instead of George Clooney. It was going to be him and Batman and Robin. He had scheduling conflict with another movie he was filming, but the recording studio wanted to get Batman and Robin out as fast as possible. So Warner Brothers said, okay, we're just going to have to recast Batman. And that's when they casted George Clooney. Arnold Schwarzenegger by himself made $25 million in this movie. Wow. Out of that $160 million budget, $25 million just to Arnold Schwarzenegger. So much so that his money, because it was so high, he was the first billed actor at the opening credits of the movie. Not Batman, who George Clooney is. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the villain, is the first billed actor. This is the only Batman movie and TV show that has Batman as the second actor listed. There were two sequels to this movie with the cast in the works. One's called Batman Unchained, and the other was an unnamed third movie. But due to poor reception and the fact that this movie lost money, both were canceled. The third movie, apparently the plot was Nightwing taking off. So uh, the storyline was actually adapted into Arkham Knight video game. That story for the third movie was turned later, many years later into that movie. Well, that's okay. Yeah, so the storyline still got picked up eventually, which is nice. Many actors have said that it's more of a toy commercial than a movie. Because all the toys had actually been made prior to the movie even beginning. Batgirl actually had a toy made. And when you look at the toy for Batgirl for this movie, she has a full head mask on, like Batman. Apparently, when they made the toy, that was the design that they had. And then once they started filming, they said they decided that Batgirl should have her hair flowing in the wind. Uh-huh. So they took the mask off and put one of the, the eye masks that Robin has so that Robin and hair would look similar. But they had already made all the toys. So instead of fixing the toys, they just put the toys out anywhere. So if you look at toys for this movie, Batgirl has a full face mask. And lastly, I'll, just before we get into our final reviews, George Clooney has actually been known to refund people who saw the film. And when filming was over, he said, I think I just killed the Batman series. Thoughts? It's not his fault. It's not his fault, but the, the acting and the decision-making of the director was, was very poor. So, Nicole, final thoughts on the movie? Do you recommend it to anybody to watch? I would. I like this movie. Yes, it's got some cheesiness to it. And it is... From the 90s like this isn't a movie that was made last year if this was a movie made last year we'd have a different conversation but this was from the 90s like this is nostalgic for me 
I like George Clooney. I thought that he did a great job of being Batman. It was kind of like what he got dealt. I thought his acting was fine. I didn't see anything wrong with it. it I thought that, you know, Uma Thurman was great in it. Dr. Freeze was like, meh. I didn't mind it, but I didn't think it was great. And Robin was atrocious. And when you have other people around you and your supporting people aren't supporting, then, you know, your movie kind of goes downhill. Um, but I liked it. I, I don't see anything. I would recommend it. I liked it. Uh, I definitely agree um, with everything you said, actually. Everything you said, I do agree with. Um, I do think Irma Thurman was the best part of the movie. I think she... Get, got, was given what she got and she just turned it into the best she could yeah she made um, a good character out of that one i think arnold schwarzenegger was a terrible choice to play mr freeze i think the movie it had a, a good structure but it was just executed very poorly and that was the decision making of the director i found it was too cartoony and i'm glad that after this movie they went to more of a serious darker batman which i think f- fits better with the character this movie was too cartoony for me it was very almost as if it was like i was mentioning like comic book like yes very especially at first it was very comic like exactly absolutely technology does a lot so we've come a long way i still like the fact that he didn't alter his voice yes and he didn't alter and maybe i'm in the in the minority here maybe i I th- I like the Batman with a different voice. I don't think you are. <laughs> you <don't> think I- <laughs> um, well, let's uh, like I said, let us know what you think about the Batman voice. I I would say yes, I do recommend seeing the movie and making your own decisions. We yes. have, we're two people who agree on most things, but we have very vastly disagree on this movie. Make your own decisions. Watch the movie. Decide what you want. Nicole, any last parting messages or thoughts? No. Just uh, comment. Definitely uh, let us know what you think about this movie if you watch it. Uh, Give it a try. Thanks so much for listening, guys. If you like what you hear and want to hear more, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts from. And do not forget to follow us on social media. Our handle for Instagram and Twitter is at MacMovieTalk, all one word, all lowercase, to get the latest news and what is to come. New episodes will be released weekly, so stay tuned every Monday for the latest movie talk. Also, feel free to message us and let us know which movies you want us to watch. That's it for now. Take care and have a good night.